All right, so today we're doing biology, and this is a long one, so it may have to be two sessions. I'm, I'm sorry, but there's a lot. So let's start. Amino acids consist of tetrahedral alpha carbon connected to amino groups, a carboxyl group, and a variable R group, which determines the amino acid's properties. Proteins consist of amino acids linked by peptide bonds, which are very stable. The primary structure of a protein consists of its amino acid sequence. The secondary structure of proteins, alpha helices and beta sheets, is formed through hydrogen bonding interactions between atoms in the backbone of the molecule. The most stable tertiary protein structure generally places polar amino acids on the exterior and nonpolar amino acids on the interior of the protein. This minimizes interactions between nonpolar amino acids and water while optimizing interactions between side chains inside the protein. Proteins have a variety of functions in the body, including, but not limited to, enzymes, structural roles, hormones, receptors, channels, antibodies, transporters, etc. The monomer for a carbohydrate is a monosaccharide, or a simple sugar, with the molecular formula CnH2nON. The common monosaccharides are glucose, fructose, galactose, ribose, and deoxyribose. Two monosaccharides joined with a glycosidic linkage form a disaccharide. The common disaccharides are maltose, sucrose, and lactose. Mammals can digest alpha-glycosate alpha-glycosidic linkages, but generally not beta linkages. Polysaccharides consist of many monosaccharides linked together. Glycogen, animals, and starch in plants are storage units for glucose and can be broken down for energy. Cellulose is also a glucose polymer, but the beta linkage prevents digestion. It forms wood and cotton. Lipids are found in several forms in the body, including triglycerides, phospholipids, cholesterol, and steroids, and terpenes. Triglycerides and phospholipids are linear, while cholesterol and steroids have a ring structure. Lipids are hydrophobic. Triglycerides are used for energy storage, phospholipids form membranes, and cholesterol is the precursor to the steroid hormones. The building blocks of nucleic acid, DNA and RNA, are nucleotides, which are comprised of a pentose sugar, a purine, that's AT, or pyridamine, I'm sorry, purine is CG, pyridamine AT base, and two 3-phosphate units. DNA. DNA is the fundamental unit of inheritance in cells. RNA and DNA are polymers made of nucleotide monomers. A nucleotide contains phosphate group or groups, a sugar, either deoxyribose for DNA or ribose for RNA, and a nitrogenous base, either a purine, adenine or guanine, or a pyrimidine, pyrimidine thymine, cytosine, or uracil. In DNA, adenine always pairs with thymine via two hydrogen bonds, and cytosine always pairs with guanine via three hydrogen bonds. Uracil replaces thymine in RNA, and the ribose in RNA has an OH group on carbon-2. DNA is supercoiled in prokaryotes and packaged around histone proteins in eukaryotes. Eukaryotic DNA is divided into several linear chromosomes, which have unique structures, including the long Q and short P arms, centromere telomeres on the end. 
Genomes have extensive variation, including single nucleotide polymorphisms and copy number variation. Transposons are mobile genetic elements which also contribute to genetic variation. Mutations can occur spontaneously or can be caused by environmental factors such as ionizing radiation, chemicals, or biological agents. Point mutations are classified based on their effect on the DNA, transition or transversion, or their effect on the amino acid sequence, missense, nonsense, or silent. Uh, remember, nonsense is the stop codon one. Frame shift mutations are caused by insertions or deletions in the DNA base sequence that affect the reading frame of a gene. These are generally very serious mutations because they affect every amino acid codon from the point of mutation on. Other types of mutations include inversions, translocations, and rearrangements. Transposons are mobile genetic elements that can jump from chromosome to chromosome. This can lead to deletions, insertions, and mutations. They consist of two inverted repeats flanking the gene for transposase and may include other genes as well. DNA replication occurs in the S phase of the cell cycle and is semi-conservative in nature. Several enzymes are involved in DNA replication. Helicases unwind the parental DNA at the point of origin. Helicases unwind the Helicases unwind the parental DNA at the origin of replication. Primases synthesize an RNA primer. DNA polymerase synthesizes synthesizes new DNA, proofreads, and replaces the RNA primer. DNA ligase attaches the Okazaki fragments in the lagging strand. Cells have developed several ways to fix mutations, including direct reversal, homology-dependent repair pathways, such as excision repair and post-replication repair, double-strand break repair, such as homologous recombination or non-homologous end joining, and SOS repair. Transcription is the first part of the protein synthesis. It's the creation of an RNA transcript by an RNA polymerase that reads the DNA template. Translation is the second part of a protein synthesis. It is the creation of a polypeptide chain by ribosomes that read the mRNA, mRNA transcript. There are several types of RNA that do not encode proteins. Some are directly involved in translation, such as rRNA and tRNA while others play a role in gene expression, snRNA, miRNA, siRNA. Key info about prokaryotes. Theta replication, genome is a singular circular piece of DNA, three different DNA polymerases, one RNA polymerase, no mRNA processing, polycystronic mRNA, simultaneous transcription translation, smaller ribosomes. Key info about eukaryotes. Replication bubbles. Genome is several linear pieces of DNA, one DNA polymerase, three RNA polymerases, capping, tailing, and splicing of mRNA prior to translation, monocystronic mRNA, transcription in the nucleus, translation in cytosol, larger ribosomes. Microbiology. All viruses are made up of nucleic acids, either RNA or DNA, surrounded by a protein coat called a capsid. They are obligate intracellular parasites and must rely on other cells to reproduce. Animal viruses may also have an envelope, a lipid bilayer, surrounding the capsid. 
The envelope is derived from the host cell and is acquired by budding through the host cell membrane. Viral infection is specific. Molecules on the viral surface determine which type of host cell it will infect. Viruses replicate via two major life cycles, the lytic cycle, in which more virus is made very quickly, and the lysogenic cycle, in which the virus goes dormant by integrating into the host cell genome. Viruses in the lysogenic cycle can excise from the genome and enter the lytic cycle. Animal viruses can also participate in a third life cycle, the productive cycle. This is very similar to the lytic cycle, but the new viruses escape by budding instead of by lysing the host. Lysogenic viruses can take pieces of the host DNA with them when they excise and transfer it to the next host. This is called transduction. RNA viruses require special virus-derived enzymes, RNA-dependent RNA polymerases, in order to replicate their genomes. Prions and viroids are subviral particles that can cause disease and infection. They are unique in that prions are simply abnormal proteins with no genetic material, and viroids are small pieces of RNA with no associated capsid that do not code for proteins. The primary difference between prokaryotes and eukaryotes is that prokaryotes have no member-bound organelles, for example, nucleus, mitochondria, etc., thus all cellular processes occur in the cytosol. The shapes of bacteria can be used to classify them. Round equals coccus, rod equals bacillus, spiral equals spirochete. Bacteria have cell walls made out of peptoglycan, that can bind crystal violet, a purple stain used in gram stain. Gram-positive bacteria have thick cell walls and stain a dark purple. Gram-negative bacteria have thinner cell walls and an outer membrane. They stain a light pink. Some bacteria can be classified by the presence or absence of flagella. Bacterial flagella are used for motility and are distinct from eukaryotic flagella in structure. Preferred growth Temperature, nutrition, and oxygen use or tolerance are means of characterizing bacteria and can be used to select for growth of a particular bacteria. Binary fission is a means of asexual bacterial reproduction that increases the population size exponentially but does not increase the genetic diversity of the population. Conjugation is a means of increasing genetic diversity in a bacterial population by exchanging DNA, plasmid or genomic, via conjugation bridge. Bacteria in domain archaea are sometimes classified as extremophiles because they can live in harsh extreme environments like hot springs, thermal vents, extremes of acids and bases, and hypersaline environments. Parasitic bacteria can live in or outside of host cells and harm the host cells. Symbiotic bacteria coexist with host cells but provide the host cells with a benefit. For example, the gut bacteria provide us with vitamin K. Eukaryotic cells. For the MCAT, you should know the structures and functions of the following key eukaryotic organelles. Nucleus, mitochondria, ribosomes, rough ER, smooth ER, Golgi apparatus, lysosomes, and peroxisomes. The rough ER is the site of translation of proteins to be either secreted from the cell, inserted into the membrane, or targeted to the lysosomes, ER, or Golgi apparatus. Signal sequences are specific amino acid sequences that direct proteins in translation to the rough ER and the secretory pathway, rough ER to Golgi apparatus to the final location. 
Post-translational modification can occur in the rough ER or the Golgi apparatus. All cellular membranes are composed of lipid bilayers with distinct hydrophobic and hydrophilic regions. The membranes act as selective barriers that regulate which molecules can cross. An electrolyte is a solute that produces free ions in solution. Strong electrolytes produce more ions in solution than weak electrolytes. The Van Hoff or ionizability factor, I, tells us how many ions one unit of a substance will produce in solution. Colligative properties depend on the number of particles in solution. Colligative properties include vapor pressure depression, boiling point elevation, freezing point depression, and osmotic pressure. Molecules naturally want to move from regions of higher concentration to regions of lower concentration with respect to that particular molecule. Diffusion is the movement of particles down their concentration gradient, and osmosis is the movement of water down its concentration gradient. Hydrophobic molecules, e.g. O2, CO2, and steroids, cross the membrane by simple diffusion, while hydrophilic polar molecules like ions, glucose, and water must cross the membrane with the help of a special membrane protein, a channel, or a carrier. This is called facilitated diffusion. Active transport uses energy to move molecules against their concentration gradients from low concentration areas to higher concentration areas. Primary active transport uses ATP directly, while secondary active transport relies on gradients previously established by a primary active transporter. The sodium-potassium ATPase is a primary active transporter that moves three sodium ions out of the cell for every two potassium ions it moves into the cell. This helps establish the resting membrane potential of the cell, helps maintain osmotic balance within the cell, and sets up a sodium gradient that can be used for secondary active transport. G proteins help transduce signals from extracellular ligands across the membrane. They change the level of CAMP, or calcium second messengers, in the cell, which changes the metabolic enzyme pathways active in the cell. Remember, G proteins bind to the alpha-GTP. Alpha-GTP. G proteins, alpha-GTP process. Microtubules form centrioles, cilia, and eukaryotic flagella, while microfilaments participate to contractile activity. Tight junctions help form a seal between cells so that the flow of molecules across the entire cell layer is regulated. Desmosomes form general adhesions between cells. Gap junctions form connection between cells that allow the flow of cytoplasm from cell to cell. During the cell cycle, DNA replication occurs during the S phase of interphase, and cell division occurs during mitosis, M phase. Mitosis is comprised of four major phases, prophase, metaphase, anaphase, and telophase, and results in two daughter cells that are identical to each other and identical to the original parent cell. Proto-oncogenes can be mutated to form oncogenes, which can lead to cancer. Tumor suppressor genes, such as p53, can prevent cancer by halting the cell cycle until damaged DNA is repaired or by inducing apopto apoptosis, cell suicide. Apoptosis is triggered by a cascade of activation of enzymes called caspases. Caspases can be activated by extracellular or intracellular signals. Oh boy, it's your favorite. Genetics and evolution. 
I know it's I know it's a rough one, but stick with me. Organisms express phenotypes, physical characteristics, according to their genotypes or combinations of alleles. From a single diploid precursor cell, meiosis generates four haploid cells, gametes, with a random mix of alleles. This is due to crossing over in prophase one and separation of homologous chromosomes in anaphase one. Non-disjunction is a failure to separate the DNA properly during meiosis and can result in gametes with an improper number of chromosomes. The Punnett square, or the rules of probability, can be used to determine the genotypes and phenotypes of offspring from given crosses or the probability of having offspring with certain traits. The rule of multiplication states that the probability of A and B occurring is equal to the probability of A multiplied by the probability of B. The rule of addition states that the probability of A or B occurring is equal to the probability of A plus the probability of B minus the probability of A, B together. Classical dominance occurs when a phenotype or trait is determined by one gene with two alleles and one allele is dominant or expressed and the other is recessive or silent. There are several exceptions to classical dominance, including incomplete dominance, co-dominance, epistasis, pleiotropism, polygenism, and penetrance. Incomplete dominance occurs when two different alleles for a single trait result in a blended phenotype. Co-dominance occurs when two different alleles for a single trait are expressed simultaneously, but independently, with no blending. Epistasis occurs when the expression of a gene depends on the expression of another. Pleiotropic genes affect many different aspects of the overall phenotype, while polygenic traits are affected by many different genes. Penetrance refers to the likelihood that a particular genotype will result in a given phenotype. Penetrance can be affected by several factors including age, environment, and lifestyle. Linkage occurs when two genes are close together on the same chromosome. It leads to alleles being inherited together with less recombination instead of independently. The Hardy-Weinberg law can be used to study population genetics. It assumes classical dominance with only two alleles and unchanging allele frequencies. It is based on five assumptions. No mutation, no natural selection, no migration, large populations, and totally random mating. Natural selection drives evolution by allowing individuals with random beneficial mutations to survive and pass those beneficial mutations on to their offspring. Homologous structures are the result of divergent evolution to form new species, and analogous structures are the result of convergent evolution in which different start species must meet similar environmental challenges. The nervous and endocrine systems. The neuron is the basic structural and functional unit of the nervous system. It has several specialized structures that allow it to transmit action potentials. Neurons receive incoming information via dendrites. Signals are summed by the axon hillock, and if the signal is greater than the threshold, an action potential is initiated. The action potential is an all-or-none signal that includes depolarization via voltage-gated sodium channels and repolarization via voltage-gated potassium channels. It begins and ends at the cell's resting potential of negative 70 millivolts. Since action potentials are all or none events, intensity is coded by the frequency of the action potential. Neurons communicate with other neurons, organs, and glands at synapses. Most synapses are chemical in nature, 
and action potential causes the release of a neurotransmitter into the synaptic cleft, and binding of the neurotransmitter to receptors on the postsynaptic cell triggers a change, either stimulatory or inhibitory, in that cell. The central nervous system includes the spinal cord and the brain. Specialized areas control specific aspects of human behavior, movement, intelligent, emotion, and reflexes. The peripheral nervous system includes the somatic, or voluntary, and autonomic, or involuntary, subdivisions. The sympathetic branch of the autonomic system controls our fight-or-flight response. Norepinephrine is the primary neurotransmitter of the system and is augmented by epinephrine from the adrenal medulla. Kidneys. The parasympathetic branch of the autonomic system controls our resting and digesting state. Acetylcholine is the primary neurotransmitter of this system. Humans have several types of receptors, mechanoreceptors, chemoreceptors, nociceptors, that's for pain, thermoreceptors, electromagnetic receptors, and proprioceptors that allow us to detect a variety of stimuli. The endocrine system controls our overall physiology and homeostasis by hormones that travel through the bloodstream. Hormones are released from endocrine glands, travel to distant targets via distant target tissues via the blood, bind receptors on target tissues, and exert effects on target cells. Peptide hormones are made from amino acids, bind to receptors on the cell surface, and typically affect target cells via second messenger pathways. Effects tend to be rapid and temporary. Steroid hormones are derived from cholesterol, bind to receptors in the cytoplasm or nucleus, and bind to DNA to alter transcriptions. Effects tend to occur more slowly and are more permanent. The circulatory, lymphatic, and immune systems. The circulatory and lymphatic systems transport materials, O2, CO2, nutrients, waste, hormones, etc., around the body. The lymphatic system helps to filter and return tissue fluid, or lymph, to the circulatory system. Deoxygenated blood returning from the body enters the heart at the right atrium and is pumped to the lungs by the right ventricle. The oxygenated blood returns to the heart at the left atrium and is pumped to the body by the left ventricle. AV valves, tricuspid on the right and bicuspid or mitral on the left, separate the atria and ventricles. Semilunar valves, pulmonary on the right and aortic on the left, separate the ventricles, ventricles and the arteries. Veins always return blood to the heart. Most veins carry deoxygenated blood, an exception are the pulmonary veins, which return blood from the lungs to the heart. Arteries always carry blood away from the heart. Most arteries carry oxygenated blood, an exception are the pulmonary arteries, which carry blood from the heart to the lungs. Endothelial cells line the insides of blood vessels and form the walls of capillaries. They're important mediators of vasoconstriction, vasodilation, the inflammatory response, blood clotting, and angiogenesis. The cardiac muscle self-action potential is prolonged by the opening of voltage-gated calcium channels. The influx of calcium causes a long plateau in the action potential. Cardiac muscle is a functional synctium. Synxidium. Cells are connected by intercalated discs which contain gap junctions. The gap junctions are electrical synapses that easily allow the transmission of the action potential and thus contraction to spread from cell to cell. The sinoatrial node is the pacemaker of the heart. It has an unstable resting potential that rises until the threshold is reached and an action potential is fired. 
This action potential and subsequent contraction is then transmitted through the heart. Systemic blood pressure is directly proportional to cardiac output, the volume of blood pumped per minute, and to peripheral resistance, the force opposing blood flow through the vessels. Cardiac output is directly proportional to stroke volume and heart rate, while peripheral resistance is inversely related to vessel diameter. Blood is approximately 55% plasma, 40-45% to erythrocytes, red blood cells, and 1% leukocytes, white blood cells, and platelets. ABO and RH antigens on the surface of erythrocytes determine blood type. Type AB positive is the universal recipient, and type O negative is the universal donor. Oxygen is transported in the blood bound to hemoglobin, a protein in red blood cells. Carbon dioxide is transported in the blood primarily as bicarbonate ion. Some also binds to hemoglobin. Innate immunity is nonspecific and includes things like the skin, lysosome, stomach acid, phagocytes, and the complement system. Humoral immunity is the production of antibodies by B cells that are highly specific for particular antigens, foreign mole molecules. There are five classes of antibodies, IgM, pentameric primary immune response, IgG, secondary immune response and main blood antibody, IgA, dimeric found in secretions like saliva and breast milk, and IgD, B cell antigen receptor, and IgE, allergic reactions. Cell-mediated immunity is handled by T cells, killer cytotoxic T cells, CD8, destroy self-cells that are displaying abnormal antigens on the MHC. 1. Helper T-cells are activated by antigens displayed on MHC2 and secrete chemicals to help activate and stimulate the proliferation of killer T-cells and B-cells. Autoimmunity occurs when the immune system targets normal body cells or tissues and destroys them. It's the result of a failure to eliminate self-reactive B-cells and T-cells during their development and maturation. Elimination of self-reactive lymphocytes is referred to as developing tolerance. The excretory and digestive systems. The kidneys filter the blood to remove hydrophilic wastes. They also play a major role in homeostasis by regulating blood pressure, pH, ion balance, and water balance. Urine is produced by first filtering the blood, then by modifying the filtrate via reabsorption, moving substances from the filtrate to the blood, and secretion, moving substances from the blood to the filtrate, and finally by concentrating the filtrate to conserve body water. Filtration occurs at the glomerulus. glomerulus. Most reabsorption and secretion occurs in the PCT. Selective reabsorption and secretion occur in the DCT, and concentration occurs in the collecting duct. The loop of Henle establishes a concentration gradient in the medulla. This gradient is critical to the reabsorption of water and the creation of a concentrated urine. <coughs> ADH increases the water permeability of the collecting duct to allow reabsorption of water, and aldosterone increases Na plus reabsorption in the distal tubula. Both hormones work together to help regulate blood, pre blood pressure. When systemic blood pressure falls, the kidneys release renin. Renin is an enzyme that converts the blood protein angiotensin, angiotensinogen into angiotensin 1, 
which is further converted to angiotensin II. Angiotensin II is a potent vasoconstrictor and also increases the rate of rate release of aldosterone. The ultimate goal is to increase blood pressure. The digestive system organs are divided into two categories, the alimentary canal and the accessory organs. The alimentary canal is the long muscular tube consisting of the mouth, esophagus, stomach, small intestine, and large intestine. The accessory organs have a digestive role but are not part of the tube. They include the salivary glands, the liver, the gallbladder, and the pancreas. The mouth breaks down food mechanically by chewing and also begins starch digestion via salivary amylase. The stomach is primarily a storage tank for food. Mechanical digestion occurs through churning of the food, acid, hydrolys acid hydrolysis begins chemical digestion, and protein digestion is begun via pepsin. Almost all chemical digestion and nutrient absorption takes place in the small intestine. The large intestine primarily reabsorbs water and stores feces. No digestion takes place in the large intestine. The liver produces bile, secreted into the small intestine, which emulsifies fat to increase the efficiency of fat digestion. The gallbladder stores and concentrates bile. The pancreas, pancreas secretes the majority of the digestive enzymes used in the small intestine, along with bicarbonate, to help neutralize the acid entering the small intestine from the stomach. The pancreas is also a major endocrine organ, secreting insulin from beta, and glucagon, alpha, islets of Langerhans, to regulate blood glucose. The enteric nervous system consists of the myenteric plexus and the submucosal plexus. It helps to regulate gut movement, local blood flow, and ion water exchange. Ghrelin is a hormone produced by gastric cells when the stomach is empty to stimulate appetite, while peptide YY is a hormone released by the jejunum when the colon is full to reduce appetite. Leptin is produced by fat cells and suppresses the appetite when lipid levels in the blood are high. The muscular and skeletal systems. There are three types of muscle tissue, skeletal, cardiac, and smooth. Skeletal muscles are voluntary, striated, multinucleate, and attached to the bones. They are individually innervated. Innervated, I'm sorry. The group of skeletal muscle cells controlled by a single neuron is called the motor unit, and each muscle is made of several motor units. All the cells in a motor unit contract together to increase the strength of a contraction. Additional motor units are recruited. So, skeletal, muscles are bunded, skeletal muscles are bundled into fascicles of many myofibers, or cells, which are composed of myofibrils, which are strings of sarcomeres. Actin and myosin are organized into sarcomeres, which are the contractile units of the skeletal muscle cell. The arrangement of actin and myosin produces a characteristic banding pattern, or striations. A-band, I-band, A-band, I-band, etc. Overlap of actin and myosin during the sliding filament theory produces sarcomere shortening. The four steps of the sliding filament theory involve the binding of myosin to actin, cross-bridge formation, the pulling of actin toward the center of the sarcomere, the power stroke, the release of actin, ATP binding, and resetting myosin to a high energy conformation, ATP hydrolysis. <clears throat> Depolarization of the muscle cell triggers the release of calcium into the cytosol from the sarcoplasmic reticulum. 
Calcium binds to troponin, changing its shape and subsequently changing the position of the tropomyosin to which the troponin is bound. This exposes the myosin binding sites on actin and allows contraction to occur. This is known as excitation-contraction coupling. Slow twitch fibers contract slowly but have many mitochondria and a good blood supply and so are fatigue resistant. Fast twitch fibers contract quickly. Type 2A fibers have some mitochondria and are somewhat fatigue resistant, while type 2B fibers lack mitochondria and fatigue very quickly. Cardiac muscle is also striated, meaning that it too is organized into sarcomeres. Sliding filaments and excitation contraction occur as in skeletal muscle, However, cardiac muscle is involuntary and autorhythmic. The cells are uninuclear and connected by gap junctions to form a functional syncytium. I'm butchering that. I'm so sorry. Cardiac muscle cells have an action potential that includes a long plateau phase. The plateau is the result of the opening of voltage-gated calcium 2-plus channels. Smooth muscle lacks striations and sarcomeres. However, calcium is still needed for smooth muscles to contract. They are involuntary. Bone is a dense connective tissue that functions primarily in body support and protection. Bones also play a role in mineral storage. Reabsorption and deposition of bone is regulated by parathyroid hormone and calcitonin, respectively, to regulate blood calcium levels. Compact bone is organized into osteons, long cylinders of hard desk bone. Compact bone forms the outer shell of all bones and the shaft, diaphysis, of long bones. Spongy bones contain much more space than compact bone and is filled with red bone marrow. This is where blood cell formation takes place. Spongy bone forms the core of flat bones and is found at the ends, or the epiphyses, of long bones. Remember osteoclasts chew bone, osteoblasts build bone, and osteons are just stuck in there. All right, respiratory system and the skin. The primary functions of the respiratory system are gas exchange and pH regulation. pH regulation by the respiratory system is very fast. The organs of the respiratory system are divided into the conduction zone and the respiratory zone. The conduction zone is for ventilation only and includes the nose and nasal cavity, the pharynx, the larynx, the trachea, and the respiratory tree from the primary bronchi to the termi terminal bronchioles. The larynx is made entirely of cartilage and includes the epiglottis, which separates food and air, and the vocal cords for sound production. The respiratory zone is for gas exchange and includes the respiratory bronchioles, the alveolar ducts, and the alveoli. Surfactant reduces the surface tension inside the alveoli and makes it easier to inflate them. Inspiration is an active process and requires the contraction of the diaphragm to expand the chest cavity. An increase in the size of the chest cavity and lungs reduce their pressure and air flows in. Expiration is primarily a passive process. The diaphragm relaxes and the lung elastic recoil helps return them to their resting state. Forced expiration requires the contraction of the abdominal muscles to forcibly reduce the size of the chest cavity. In either case, the reduction in the size of the chest cavity increases their pressure and pushes the air out. Ventilation rate is determined primarily by the partial pressure of CO2 and the need to regulate pH according to the following equilibrium. CO2 plus H2O 
reacts to C2CO3, reacts to H+, reacts HCO3-. As CO2 levels increase, pH falls and the ventilation rate increases, and vice versa. The skin is made of three main layers, the epidermis, the epithelial tissue, the dermis, the connective tissue, and the hypodermis, adipose tissue. The epidermis provides a barrier to infection and water loss. The dermis is where all the good stuff's found. Sweat glands, nerves, blood vessels, and sensory receptors are found. The hypodermis is a layer of fat for protection and insulation. Thermoregulation is primarily a function of the dermis. When, temperature rise, when temperatures rise, blood vessels in the dermis dilate to release heat and sweat glands are activated. When temperature falls, blood vessels constrict to retain heat. Also, involuntary skeletal muscle contractions occur, shivering, to produce heat. And it's your favorite, reproductive systems. So I can't believe you got literally all of these questions wrong the first time. That is, that is deeply impressive. Here we go. Reproductive systems. The primary sex organs produce gametes and hormones. The testes are the male primary sex organ, and the ovaries are the female primary sex organ. Male internal genitalia are formed from Wolfian ducts, and female internal genitalia are formed from Molurian ducts. Spermatogenesis takes place in the seminiferous tubules and results in four haploid sperm from a sp single spermatogonium. It begins at puberty and continues on a daily basis for the life of the male. FS FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone, stimulates spermatogenesis, and luteinizing hormone, LH, stimulates testosterone production. Sperm travel from the seminiferous tubules to the epididymis, then to the ductus deferens, then to the urethra. Semen is a supportive fluid for sperm produced by the seminal vesicles, the prostate, and the bulburethral glands. Oogenesis begins prenatally, producing primary oocytes. It occurs again on a monthly basis beginning at puberty and ending at menopause. This produces one secondary oocyte, which is ovulated, and the first polar body. Oogenesis is only completed if the secondary oocyte is fertilized, in which case an ovum and the second polar body will be produced. FH, FSH stimulates follicle development and estrogen secretion during the first half of the menstrual cycle. Luteinizing hormone stimulates ovulation and the formation of the corpus luteinum, as well as progesterone and estrogen secretion during the second half of the menstrual cycle. Estrogen stimulates growth of the endometrium during the first half of the menstrual cycle. Progesterone and estrogen maintain and enhance the endometrium during the second half of the menstrual cycle. If no fertilization takes place, estrogen and progesterone levels fall and the endometrium is sloughed off. Arousal is mediated by the parasympathetic nervous system, while orgasm and resolution are mediated by the sympathetic nervous system. Fertilization takes place in the uterine tubes, and cleavage begins 24 to 36 hours later. The zygote becomes a marula, the marula becomes a blastula, and the blastula implants in the endometrium. The trophoblast becomes the placenta, and the inner cell mass becomes the embryo. The first eight weeks of development are the embryonic stage, during which gastrulation, formation of the three primary germ layers, 
neurulation, formation of the nervous system, and organogenesis occur. The fetal stage begins at the eighth week of development and ends at the birth of the baby. Labor is a positive feedback cycle triggered by mild, initially, uterine contractions that push the baby's head on the cervix. This stimulates the release of oxytocin, which causes a stronger uterine contraction and a bigger stretch of the cervix. This positive feedback loop will continue until the birth of the baby. Prolactin stimulates milk production and oxytocin stimulates milk ejection in a baby-driven cycle. The labor-positive feedback cycle is really, really common. So if you have to identify basically the only body system that uses positive feedback, it's this one. Everybody else seems to use negative. All right, some molecular biology techniques. Enzyme-linked immunosorbin assay, or ELISA, is a biochemical technique that uses antigen-antibody interactions or immunosorbency to determine the presence of either antigens or specific immunoglobulins. Radioimmunoassay, or RIA, is similar to ELISA's but use radio-labeled antigen and antibodies rather than enzyme-linked antibodies. Thus, the presence of target proteins or antibodies is assayed by measuring the amount of radioactivity instead of a color change. RIAs are more extensively used in the medical field to measure the relative amounts of hormones or drugs in a patient's sera. Electrophoresis. Electrophoresis is a means of separating things by size. A gel is made out of either acrylamide or agagose by solubilizing acrylamide or agarose, pouring it into a rectangular mold, allowing it to cool and solidify. In addition to determining DNA's fragment sizes, uh, the DNA or RNA in the electrophoresis gel can be transferred to a more solid and stable membrane in a process called blotting. Blotting. Simply put, blotting is a transfer of DNA or proteins from an electrophoresis gel to a nitrocellulose or of PVDF membrane. Blotting is classified by the type of molecule being probed. Southern blotting allows you to detect the presence of specific sequences within a heterogeneous sample of DNA. This also allows you to isolate and purify target sequences of DNA for further study. Northern blotting is almost identical to southern blotting, except RNA is separated via gel electrophoresis instead of DNA. Western blotting allows you to detect the presence of certain proteins within a sample and also serves as a diagnostic tool. You're able to determine, for example, whether cancer cells express certain tumor-promoting growth receptors on their surface. Several variations of eastern blotting have been reported, but these tests are not commonly used in molecular biology labs. Eastern blots are used to analyze post-translational modifications of peptides, such as the addition of lipids or carbohydrates, and are very experiment-dependent. Just pick western blotting for all these questions. Recombinant DNA. In the past 20 years, major change has occurred in biology, allowing it to not only describe the mechanisms of life, but also to manipulate living organisms. The cloning and sequencing of genes, production of recombinant DNA, and the subsequent production of recombinant proteins for use as therapeutic agents in medicine have now become commonplace. A recombinant protein is one in which has been obtained by transcribing and translating a novel combination of DNA from different organisms. 
Restriction endonucleases are bacterial enzymes that recognize specific sequences of DNA and cut the double-stranded molecule in two pieces. A nucleus is an enzyme that cuts nucleic acid. An endonucleus cuts the middle of the DNA chain, in contrast with exonucleases, which nibble nucleotides from the ends of DNA chains. Plasmids. Plasmids are small circular DSDNA molecules found in bacteria that are capable of autonomous replication. Bacterial transformation. Plasmids can be introduced into bacterial cells via transformation. The bacteria, or other cell type, must usually be coaxed to take up the plasmid. You can do this by cooling the cell in calcium chloride and then heat shocking to facilitate plasmid uptake. Electroporation, where an electric field is applied and this pokes holes in the membrane, which allows the plasmid to diffuse into the cell. Complementary DNA. Many applications of DNA technology involve expressing eukaryotic genes in prokaryotic cells, such as E. coli. Complementary DNA is produced from a fully spliced eukaryotic mRNA. This is accomplished by a special enzyme, reverse transcriptase, obtained from a retrovirus. Artificial chromosomes. Plasmids can only carry inserts up to a certain size. If large inserts are required, artificial chromosomes can be used. Bacterial artificial chromosomes, or BACs, typically carry inserts of 1 to 350 kilobase pairs, while yeast artificial chromosomes, YACs, can carry inserts between 1 and 3,000 kilobase pairs. Eukaryotic plasmids. Eukaryotic plasmids do exist. They require many of the same components as bacterial plasmids, but they use different selection agents, usually either a pyromycin or a neomycin. They also require different promoters as well as polyadenylation signal downstream of the inserted gene to terminate transcription. Polymerase chain reaction. Polymerase chain reaction is a very quick, inexpensive method for detecting and amplifying specific DNA sequences, screening hereditary and infectious diseases, cloning genes, and fingerprinting DNA. Reverse transcriptase polymerase chain reaction. This is an extension of the classic PCR and is used to detect the relative expression of specific gene products. While RT-PCR does not measure the actual expression or abundance of proteins, the technique provides a gauge of gene transcription by measuring the relative amount of target mRNAs. To target an RT-PCR experiment, all of the mRNAs from within the cell population are first isolated, then converted to complementary DNA using the enzyme reverse transcriptase. Quantitative polymerase chain reaction. In qPCR, or real-time PCR, the PCR product is both detected and quantified as either an absolute number of copies or a relative amount normalized to a control. The amplified DNA is detected in real-time as the reaction progresses. The detection process can use either a dye that's fluorescent and binds to DNA, or a fluorescent oligonucleotide probe that hybridizes to the sequence of interest. DNA sequencing and genomics. DNA sequencing is a method by which scientists can determine gene sequences. This provides the basis for investigating the genetics of health and disease. Knowing gene sequences is a critical component of other experimental techniques, for example, when constructing primers for PCR reactions. The Sanger technique is the most common method. And then there's a whole bunch of gobbledygook about, like, hydroxyls at the three carbon. Oh, God. That's terrible. Yeah, you can read this. It's on page 510. I refuse to read all that.
Oh, read the DNA sequence from the bottom of the gel up. So bottom is five, top is three. Genomics. The genome of the bacterium Haemophilus influenzae was the first to be sequenced. Uh, there's some stuff about cancer. I'm not going to read that. Um, polymorphisms and restriction fragment length polymerase. Short tandem repeats. Blah, blah, blah. Don't care. Um, okay, so there's a whole bunch of gene expression, but I know how much you hate gene expression, so I'm going to skip all of this because I feel like you're going to fall asleep the moment this portion comes up. Okay, so let's talk about gene functions because you got literally all of these wrong on the last review. So protein domains. No, we're not going to do that. Protein interactions. Antibody binding proteins from Western blotting can also be used, can be identified by mass spectrometry, and these can generate network maps. So cellular expression can also give you information on protein functions and GFP tagged proteins determining subcellular protein expression. This is all on page 516 to 517. And you got all those wrong. So, uh. Let's do stem cells are undifferentiated cells, which can differentiate to become other cell types. Stem cells self-replicate by mitosis. Embryonic stem cells are found in the inner cell mass of the blastocyst. Oh, you got that one wrong here. Embryonic stem cells are found in the inner cell mass of the blastocyst and are the only stem cells in human which are pluripotent. Pluripotent cells are able to differentiate into any of the three germ layers, endoderm, mesoderm or ectoderm and can generate all of the over 220 cell types in the human body. Embryonic stem cells can replicate indefinitely. While ESCs are the only known pluripotent cells, it's possible that other pluripotent stems, stem cells exist in adults and have just not yet been found. In addition, it's possible that multipotent stem cells could de-differentiate into pluripotent state, but this has not yet been demonstrated in the lab. Adult stem cells are found in various tissues and function in tissue repair and regeneration. They are multipotent, meaning they can produce many cell types. There are three sources of readily available adult stem cells, bone marrow to regenerate blood cells, adipose tissue to regenerate fat tissue, and blood, hematopoietic stem cells that give rise to all other blood cells. Adult stem cells are usually tissue-specific and differentiate into slightly more differentiated progenitor cells before becoming completely differentiated. Okay, lots about stem cells. It's cool. It's interesting. I don't think you want to go through it. Okay, it's your favorite. It's pedigree analysis. Yay! I know how much you love this one. It is awful. Okay, so remember, males are represented by squares, females are represented by circles. A mating between a male-female is represented by the horizontal line. Offspring from a cross are connected to their parents by a vertical line and to each other by a horizontal line with vertical branches for each sibling. 
Offspring of unknown gender are represented by a diamond. Individuals afflicted with a trait being studied are shaded, unaffected, or normal. The individuals are not shaded. Okay. Individuals mating into the family, i.e. individuals for which you have no information on their parents or grandparents, are assumed to be homozygous normal unless their phenotype tells you differently. It's most likely that a non-family member is homozygous for the wild-type allele. A pedigree can be analyzed as follows. Step 1. Is the allele that causes the trait dominant or is it recessive? Recessive traits commonly skip generations. Affected individuals can have unaffected parents, but dominant traits do not. Affected individuals must have at least one affected parent. Step 2. Is the gene involved carried on a sex chromosome, sex-linked? If so, there tends to be an unequal distribution of affected males, more, versus affected few females, fewer. If the numbers of affected males and females are approximately equal, the gene is most likely autosomal. Step 3. If the disease is sex-linked, is it on the X or the Y chromosome? Diseases linked to the Y chromosome will show father-to-son transmission, while diseases linked to the X chromosome will not. Step 4. Check for mitochondrial inheritance. Affected females will have all affected children, but affected males cannot pass the trait on. Step 5. Figure out the genotype and calculate the probabilities of inheritance where necessary. When writing genotypes for sex-linked traits, make sure to include the chromosome, e.g. XAY or XAX recessive, etc. When writing genotypes for autosomal traits, make sure not to include the chromosomes, for example, capital DD or capital D lowercase d, etc. If more than one trait is involved, go through steps 1 through 5 for each. Since, all right, so here are just some example answers. They're going to be a little bit disconnected because you can't actually see the examples themselves. But since the affected individuals have unaffected parents, the disease is most likely recessive. Since the affected individuals are all male, it is most likely sex-linked. There is no father-to-son transmission, so the disease is X-linked. The disease is X-linked recessive, and ILE's father is not affected, so ILE cannot pass the allele on. Thus, the probability of IIIA getting the disease depends on the genotype of IID. She would have to be a carrier. And what she passes on to IIIA. It also depends on the gender of IIIA. Females would not be affected because they would have to receive the allele from both IID and IIE, and IIE does not carry the disease allele. Bottom line, in order for IIIA to get the disease, IID would have to be a carrier, would have to pass the disease allele on, and IIA would have to be male. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you're going to take all those probabilities and you're going to multiply them together to get one-eighth overall probability choice. The easiest inheritance patterns to spot are mitochondrial, passed from mothers to all offspring, and Y-linked, passed from fathers to sons, and females are never affected. So, take a look at those first. Uh, the next easy one is to show traits that skip generations. 
Um, these are recessive. One is autosomal and the other is X-linked. So remember if it shows traits that do not skip generations, those are pedigrees for dominant traits. They can be either on the X-link or autosomal. Okay, and there are a shit ton of definitions in this, so I am not reading all of those. I'm just going to like randomly pick out some ones that I have no idea what they are and then do your best. Uh, five prime cap, a methylated guanine nucleotide added to the five prime end of eukaryotic mRNA. The cap is necessary to initiate translation of the mRNA. Acrosome, a region at the head of the sperm cell that contains digestive enzymes when with when released during the acrosome reaction, can facilitate penetration of the corona radiata of the oocyte and fertilization. Adrenal medulla, the inner region of the adrenal gland. The adrenal medulla is part of the sympathetic nervous system and releases epinephrine, or adrenaline, and norepinephrine into the blood when stimulated. These hormones augment and prolong the effects of the sympathetic stimulation in the body. Adrenogenic tone, a constant nervous input to the arteries that keeps them somewhat constricted to maintain a basal level of blood pressure. Adrenocorticotropic hormone, a tropic hormone produced by the anterior pituitary gland that targets the adrenal cortex, stimulating it to re release cortisol and aldosterone. of those. Amino acid acceptor site, the three prime end of a tRNA molecule that binds to an amino acid. The nucleotide sequence at this end is CCA. Amnion, a sac filled with fluid, amniotic fluid that protects an embryo. Anaphase, the third phase of mitosis. During anaphase, replicated chromosomes are split apart at their centromeres and move to opposite sides of the cell. Antidiuretic hormone, also called vasopressin, this hormone is produced in the hypothalamus and secreted by the posterior pituitary gland. It targets the kidney tubules, increasing their permeability to water and thus increasing water retention by the body. B cell, a type of lymphocyte that can recognize or bind to an antigen and secrete an antibody specific for that antigen. When activated by binding an antigen, B cells mature into plasma cells and memory cells. Plasma cells secrete antibodies. Memory cells patrol the body for future encounters with that antigen. Basement membrane, a layer of collagen fibers that separate epithelial tissue from connective tissue. Vascular membrane, the flexible membrane in the cochlea that supports the organ of corti, the structure that contains the hearing receptors. The fibers of the basilar membrane are short and stiff near the oval window and long and flexible near the apex of the cochlea. This difference in structure allows the basilar membrane to help transduce pitch. Blastocyst, a fluid-filled sphere formed about five days after fertilization of an ovum that is made up of an outer ring of cells and an inner cell mass. This is the structure that implants in the endometrium of the universe, of the uterus. Bauman's capsule, the region of the nephron that surrounds the glomerulus. glomerulus. The capsule collects the plasma that's filtered from the capillaries in the 
glomerulus. Um, calcitrol, a hormone produced from vitamin D that acts to increase serum calcium levels. Calcitonin, a hormone produced by the C cells of the thyroid gland that decreases serum calcium levels. It targets the bone to stimulate osteoblasts and the kidneys to reduce calcium reabsorption. Calmodulin, a cytoplasmic calcium 2 plus binding protein. Calmodulin is particularly important in smooth muscle cells where binding of CA2 plus allows calmodulin to activate myosin light chain kinase, the first step in smooth muscle cell contraction. Central canal, the hollow center of an osteon, also known as the herversion canal. The central canal contains blood vessels, lymphatic vessels, and nerves. Bone is laid down around the central canal in concentric rings called lamellae. Chemotroph, an organism that relies on chemical source of energy, such as ATP, instead of using light to make ATP, like phototrophs do. Chief cells, pepsinogen-secreting cells found at the bottom of the gastric glands of the stomach. Chondrocyte, a mature cartilage cell. Chorion, the portion of the placenta derived from the zygote. The chorionic villi secrete HCG to help maintain the endometrium during the first trimester of pregnancy. Choroid, the darkly pigmented middle layer of the eyeball found between the sclera, outer layer, and the retina, inner layer. Collecting duct, the portion of the nephron where water reabsorption is regulated via antidiuretic hormone, ADH. Several nephrons empty into each collecting duct, and this is the final region through which urine must pass on its way to the ureter. Complement system, a group of blood proteins that bind nonspecifically to the surface proteins of foreign cells, such as bacteria, ultimately leading to the destruction of the foreign cell. Creatine phosphate. An energy storage molecule used by muscle tissue, the phosphate from creatine phosphate can be removed and attached to an ADP to generate ATP quickly. Cyclic AMP, or CAMP. A cyclic version of adenosine monophosphate where the phosphate is esterified to both the 5' and 3' carbons, forming a ring. Cyclic AMP is an important intracellular signaling molecule, often called the second messenger. It serves to activate CAMP-dependent kinases, which regulate the activity of other enzymes in the cell. Levels of CAMP are in part regulated by adenyl cyclase, the enzyme that makes CAMP, and the activity in adenyl cyclase is ultimately controlled by the binding of various ligands to the cell surface receptors. Distal convoluted tubule. The portion of the nephron tubule after the loop of Henle, but before the collecting duct. Selective reabsorption and secretion occur here, most notably reabsorption of water and sodium. Diencephalon, the portion of the forebrain that includes the thalamus and the hypothalamus. Difference threshold, the minimum noticeable difference between any two sensory stimuli 50% of the time. Ductus deferens. A thick muscular tube that connects the epidermis of the testes to the urethra. 
Muscular contractions of the vas deferens during ejaculation help propel the sperm outward. Severing of the vas deferens, vasectomy, results in sterility of the male. Dynion, a contractile protein connecting microtubules in the 9 plus 2 arrangement of cilia and eukaryotic flagella. The contraction of dynion produces the characteristic movement of these structures. Efferent neuron, a neuron that carries information away from the central nervous system, a motor neuron. Epiphyseal plate, a band of cartilage or hyaline found between the diaphyses and the epiphyses of long bone during childhood and adolescence. Cell proliferation in the middle of the epiphyseal plate essentially forces the diaphyses and epiphyses further apart, while the older cartilage at the edges of the plate is replaced with bone. This is what allows bone growth during childhood. The epiphyseal plate gets thinner and thinner as the older a person gets until it finally fuses. The diaphyses and epiphyses connect in late adolescence, preventing further elongation of the bone. Excitation-contraction coupling the mechanism that ensures that skeletal contraction does not occur without neural stimulation or excitation. At rest, cytosolic CA2 is low, and the troponin-tropomyosin complex converts, covers the myosin-binding sites on actin. When the muscle is stimulated by a neuron, calcium 2 plus is released from the sarcoplasmic reticulum into the cytosol of the muscle cell. Calcium 2 plus binds to troponin, causing a conformation change in the troponin-tropomyosin complex that shifts it away from the myosin binding sites. This allows myosin and actin to interact according to the sliding filament theory. Facilitated diffusion. Movement of a hydrophilic molecule across the plasma membrane of a cell down its concentration gradient through a channel, pore, or carrier molecule in the membrane. Because of the hydrophilic nature of the molecule, it requires a special path through the lipid bilayer. Facultative anaerobe, an organism that will use oxygen to produce energy in aerobic metabolism if it is available and that can ferment anaerobic metabolism if not. Frank-Starling mechanism, a mechanism by which the stroke volume of the heart is increased by increasing the venous return to the heart, thus stretching the ventricular muscle. F1 generation, first generation of offspring from a given cross. Formyl methothionine, FMNT, a modified methothionine used as a first amino acid in all prokaryotic proteins. Gap junction, a junction formed between cells consisting of a protein channel called a connexion on each of the two cells that connect to form a single channel between the cytoplasms of both cells. Gap junctions allow small molecules to flow between the cells and are important in cell-to-cell -cell communication, for example, in relaying the action potential between cardiac muscle cells and relaying nutrients between osteocytes. Glutamate, inhibitory neurotransmitter released onto bipolar cells in the retina by rods and cones. The release of glutamate is stopped when light hits the photoreceptor and the subsequent cessation in glutamate releases the inhibition on the bipolar cell, causing it to fire. Gonadotropin-releasing hormone, GnRH, a hormone released from the hypothalamus that triggers the anterior pituitary to secrete fish and LH. 
gonadotropins, anterior pituitary tropic hormones, FSH and LH, that stimulate the gonads to produce gametes and secrete sex steroids. G-protein-linked receptor, a cell surface receptor associated with an intracellular protein that binds and hydrolyzes GTP. When GTP is bound, the protein is active and can regulate the activity of adenylyl cyclase. This modifies the intracellular levels of the second messenger camp. When the CGTP is hydrolyzed to GDP, the protein becomes inactive. Graphene follicle, a large mature ovarian follicle with a well-developed antrium and secondary oocyte. Ovulation of the oocyte occurs from this type of follicle. Gyrase, DNA gyrase, a prokaryotic enzyme used to twist the single circular chromosome of prokaryotics upon itself to form supercoils. Supercoiling helps to compact prokaryotic DNA and make it sturdier. Hardy-Weinberg law, a law of population genetics that states the frequencies of alleles in a given gene pool do not change over time. There are five assumptions required. There must be no mutation, there must be no natural selection, there must be no migration, and there must be random mating between individuals in the population, and the population must be large. HCG, human chorionic gonadotropin, a hormone secreted by the trophoblast cells of the blastocyst, the developing embryo, that prolongs the life of the corpus luteum, and thus increases the duration and the amount of secreted progesterone. This helps to maintain the uterine lining so that menstruation does not occur. The presence of HCG in the blood or urine of a woman is used as a positive indicator of pregnancy. Helicase, an enzyme that unwinds the double helix of DNA and separates the DNA strands in preparation for DNA replication. Henry's Law. Henry's Law states that the amount of gas will dissolve into a liquid is dependent on the partial pressure of that gas as well as the solubility of the gas in the liquid. Hepatic portal vein a vein connecting the capillary bed of the intestines with the capillary bed of the liver. This allows amino acids and glucose absorbed from the intestines to be delivered first to the liver for processing before being transported throughout the circulatory system. Hypothalamic pituitary portal system. A set of veins that connect a capillary bed in the hypothalamus, the primary capillary plexus, with a capillary bed in the anterior pituitary gland the secondary capillary plexus. Releasing and inhibiting factors from the hypothalamus travel along the veins to directly affect cells in the anterior pituitary. Hypothalamus, the portion of the diencephalon involved in maintaining body homeostasis. The hypothalamus also controls the release of hormones from the pituitary gland. Ileocecal valve. The sphincter that separates the final part of the small intestine, the ileum, from the first part of the large intestine, the cecum. It's typically kept closed so that chyme can remain in the small intestine as long as possible. The ileocecal valve is stimulated to relax by the presence of food in the stomach. Intercalated discs. The division between neighboring cardiac muscle cells. Intercalated discs include gap junctions, which allows the cells to function as a unit. Intermediate filaments. Cytoskeletal filaments with a diameter in between that of a microtubule and the microfilament. Intermediate filaments are composed of many different proteins and tend to play a structural role in cells. Interstitial cell, also called the Leydig cells, these are cells within the testes that produce and secrete testosterone. They are stimulated by luteinizing hormone. 
Islets of Langerhans, also simply called islet cells, these are the endocrine cells in the pancreas. Different cell types within the islet secrete insulin, glucagon, and somatostatin. IPSP, inhibitory postsynaptic potential, a slight hyperpolarization of a postsynaptic cell moving the membrane potential of the cell further from the threshold. Keratin, a protein-based substance secreted by the cells of the epidermis as they migrate outward. The keratin makes the cells tougher, better able to withstand abrasion, and helps make the skin waterproof. Kinetochores, multi-protein complexes that attach the spindle fibers to the central mirror of the chromosome. Leading strand, the newly forming daughter strand of DNA that's replicated in a continuous fashion. Leak channel, an ion channel that is const constitutively open, allowing the movement of ion across the membrane, plasma membrane according to the concentration gradient. Loop of Henle, the loop of the nephron tubule that dips downward into the renal medulla. The loop of Henle sets up the concentration gradient in the kidney so that from the cortex to the renal pelvis, osmolarity increases. The descending limb of the loop of Henle is permeable to water, but not to sodium, whereas the ascending limb is permeable to sodium, sodium but not to water, and in fact actively transports sodium out of the filtrate. Macula densa. The cells of the distal tubule at the juxtaglomular juxtaglomerular apparatus. They are receptors that monitor filtrate osmolarity as a means of regulating filtration rate. If a drop is osmolarity is sensed, the macula densa dilates the afferent atrial arterial to increase blood pressure in the glomulus and thus increase filtration and stimulates the juxtaglomerular, juxtaglomerular cells to secrete renin to raise systemic blood pressure. MHC, major histocompatibility complex, a set of proteins found on the plasma membranes of cells that help display antigens to T-cells. MHC1 is found on all cells and displays bits of protein from within the cell. This allows T-cells to monitor cell contents, and if abnormal peptides are displayed on the surface, the cell is destroyed by killer T-cells. MH2 is found only on macrophages and B-cells. This class of MHC allows these cells, known as antigen-presenting cells, to display bits of eaten or phagocytosed or internalized proteins on their surface, allowing the activation of helper T's. Nodes of Ranvier Gaps in the myelin sheath of the axons of peripheral neurons. Action potentials can jump from node to node, thus increasing the speed of conduction, saltatory conduction. Parathyroid hormone, PTH. A hormone produced and secreted by the parathyroid glands that increases serum calcium levels. It targets the bones, stimulating osteoclasts, the kidneys, increasing calcium reabsorption, and the small intestine, increasing calcium absorption. Posterior pituitary gland. Also known as the neurohypophysis, the posterior pituitary is made of nervous tissue, i.e. neurons, and stores and secretes two hormones made by the hypothalamus, oxytocin and ADH. The posterior pituitary, pituitary is controlled by action potentials from the hypothalamus. Postganglionic neuron. In the automatic, 
autonomic division of the PNS, a neuron that has its cell body located in an autonomic ganglion, where a preganglionic neuron synapses with it, and whose axon synapses with the target organ. Prophase 1, the first phase of meiosis 1. During prophase 1, the replicated chromosomes condense, homologous chromosomes pair up, crossing over occurs between homologous chromosomes, the spindle is formed, the nuclear envelope breaks into vesicles. Prophase 1 is the longest phase of meiosis. Prophase 2, the first phase of meiosis 2. Prophase 2 is identical to mitotic prophase except that the number of chromosomes was reduced by half during meiosis 1. Proximal convoluted tubule. The first portion of the nephron tubule after the glomerulus. The PCT is the site of most reabsorption. All filtered nutrients are reabsorbed here as well as most of the filtered water. P site. Peptid dull tRNA site. The site on a ribosome where the growing peptide attached to a tRNA is found during translation. Renin. An enzyme secreted by the juxtaglomerular cells when blood pressure decreases. Renin converts angiotensinogen to angiotensin 1. Release factor. A cytoplasmic protein that binds to a stop codon when it appears on the A site of the ribosome. Release factors modify the peptidyl transverse activity of the ribosome such that a water molecule is added to the end of the completed protein. This releases the finished protein from the final tRNA and allows the chromosome subunits and mRNA to dissociate. Sarcolemma, the plasma membrane of a cell. Sarcomere, the unit of muscle contraction. Sarcomeres are bounded by Z-lines to which thin filaments attach. Thin, thick filaments are found in the center of the sarcomere, overlapped by thin filaments. Sliding of the filaments over one another during contraction reduces the distance between Z-lines, shortening the sarcomere. Sarcoplasmic reticulum. The smooth ER of a muscle cell enlarged and specialized to act as a calcium 2 plus reservoir. The SR winds around each myofibril in the muscle cell. Schwann cell. One of the two peripheral nervous system or supporting glial cells. Schwann cells form the myelin sheath on axons of peripheral neurons. Secondary active transport. Active transport that relies on established concentration gradient, typically set up by a primary active transporter. Secondary active transport relies on ATP indirectly. Silent mutation. A point mutation in which a codon that specifies an amino acid is mutated into a new codon that specifies the same amino acid. Seminiferous tubules, small convoluted tubules in the testes where spermatogenesis takes place. Sertoli cells, see sustenacular cells. Weber's Law Weber's law states that two stimuli must differ by a constant proportion in order for their difference to be perceptible. Zymogen, an inactive precursor of an enzyme activated by various methods, acid, hydrolysis, cleavage, tri acid hydrolysis, cleavage by another enzyme, 
etc. Okay, quick review of organelles. Nucleus contains and protects DNA, transcription, partial assembly of ribosomes. Mitochondria produce ATP via Krebs cycle and oxidative phosphorylation. Ribosomes synthesize protein. RER location of synthesis modification of secretory membrane bound and organelle proteins. That's rough endoplasmic reticulum. Smooth endoplasmic reticulum. Detoxification and glycogen breakdown in liver. Steroid synthesis in gonads. The Golgi apparatus. Modification and sorting of protein. Some synthesis. Lysosomes. Contain acid hydrolases that digest various substances. Peroxisomes. Metabolize lipids and toxins using H2O2 or hydrogen peroxide. Okay, so quick note on the Golgi apparatus. It's mostly unidirectional. The membrane-bound or secreted proteins, which are to be sorted and modified, enter at one defined region and exit at another. It's mostly that way, but, you know, things happen. Um, when things happen, it's called retrograde traffic. The portion of the Golgi nearest the rough endoplasmic reticulum is called the cis stack, and the part farthest from the ER, rough ER is the trans stack. The medial stack is in the middle. Vesicles from the ER fuse with the cis, the cis stack. The proteins in those vesicles are then modified and transferred to the medial stack, where they're further modified before passing to the trans stack. Proteins leave the Golgi at the trans base in the transport vesicles. Also remember that the endoplasmic reticula, reticular lumen is equivalent to and contiguous with the extracellular space. When measuring concentration, remember molarity is the number of moles of solute per liters of solution. And remember molality is the number of moles of solution or solute per number of kilograms of solvent. So molality, moles of solute over kilograms of solvent. So quick review of osmolality. A hypertonic solution has more total dissolved solutes than the cell. And that's like the extracellular space. Remember, like the C surrounding the cell. A hypotonic solution has less. You can also hear isoosmotic, hypersomotic, and hyposomotic, hypoosmotic. But the tendency of the water is to move where there are more particles, along with the inability of those particles to cross the membrane, is what changes the fluid levels in the beaker in this example, but, you know, in your blood, in your cells. And that's based off of the Van Hoff equation, which is capital pi equals M-I-R-T, where pi is the osmotic pressure in ATM, M is the molarity of the solution, I is the Van Hoff factor, R is the universal gas content, and T is the temperature in Kelvin. Kelvin. Quit putting Celsius on your stuff. Kelvin, Kelvin, Kelvin. Okay, so let's think about microtubules as being like um, steel girders, right? Big and straight and strong. Microfilaments are smaller, um, and they can be things that maybe aren't as much like girders. So maybe we'll say, well, like concrete, right? And then intermediate filaments, 
are a little bit more flexible and they connect those things together. So like um, vaulted ceilings, you know how they have those geodesic connection ports? Think of it like that. So microtubules, steel girders, microfilaments, you know, concrete structures, and then the intermediate filaments are the tiny connecting bits like in Denver where they have that weird roof. It's a good way to think of it. All right, quick note, uh, epithelial cells get desmosomes. Heart cells get gap junctions. So tight junctions are also called occluding junctions because they form a seal between the membranes of adjacent cells and that blocks molecules across the entire cell layer. Um, Desmosomes do not form a seal, but hold cells together. They're known as spot desmosomes. So those could be like rivets. Occluding junctions could be like epoxy. And then gap junctions could be like tunnels. Cell cycles, yay. Interphase, G1, most cells spend most of their time there. Interphase, S phase, prophase, metaphase, anaphase, telophase and cytokinesis, and then two new cells in interphase. This is mitosis. So metaphase is easy because all the chromosomes line up at the center of the cell, forming the metaphase plate. Anaphase, the spindle fibers shorten and the centromeres of the sister chromatid pairs pull apart. Telophase, a nuclear membrane forms. And daughter cells are formed. Okay, that's it. I'm sorry this one was so long. Um, I'm going to do some of the mnemonics and stuff from your other book in the chemistry section. So we can do general chemistry, organic chemistry, and then some more mnemonics. So good luck. You did good. Get a gold star. Have some ice cream. <laughs>